0: what a blessing to have minister dylan davis with us put your hands together for him.
1: come on stand up and give him honor it's all right no no
2: you don't do it. i'll do it sounds good cool. sorry i feel so far away on top of the stage Praise God. Everyone give Jesus a big round of applause tonight. Right on. I am so excited. You guys can be seated. Praise God. I am so excited to be here tonight. I got to preach all week at kids camp this week. This is my ninth time preaching. Praise God. Just this week, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Kirsten, make sure when I'm here... I don't sit down, that's for sure. Praise the Lord. So I'm so excited to be here, Pastor Daniel. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here and coming and speaking and being able to be a part of the kids' camp this week. It was just so much fun this week, Pastor. You guys. If you've never been to a kid's camp, you need to find Pastor Kirsten and find out how you can help with the next one, because it is powerful, it is life-changing to see kids so innocent... Uh, being completely blasted by the Holy Spirit, touched, healed, filled, you guys. Kids camp its where it's at. Praise God. So I'm so excited to be here. My name is Minister Dylan. I am the, as Pastor Daniel said, I'm the children's minister at King's Cathedral Maui, and I get to minister to a whole bunch of kids every single week, and I'm excited to be here. Praise the Lord. Um, I want you guys to open your Bibles tonight. To a very famous verse, I'm sure you all know by heart, but it's something that's very dear to me, and it's something that I like to share with my kids often, it's Jeremiah 29, 11. make sure you get there, make sure you get there, it's something very important to me, something I like to share with my kids, I'm sure most of you guys haven't memorized, why don't you? I'm sorry, I know I just had you guys sit, but why don't you guys stand for the reading of the word, I'm just kind of short, so I need you guys to sit down so that you can see me and then (laughs) let's do this again. All right. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. You guys ready? I'm reading from the NIV. Here we go. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this time. We pray that your hand will be upon me, Lord, that you will anoint me to speak what you want me to speak tonight, that I may encourage. We pray that you will be in this place, God, that you will uh, speak to every single one here tonight, that you'll get something tonight from you. We pray, Jesus, that we'll go home encouraged, strengthened, ready to beat up the devil. Full of your spirit, God, full of your anointing, we pray, God, that you will be in this service. You name me, pray. Amen. You may be seated. Right on. I got a story for you guys tonight. Praise the Lord. I want to talk, interesting enough that you brought up my parents. I want to talk about my, uh, something about my dad tonight. This will be good. You're going to love this. You're going to love this, Pastor Daniel. This is a great story. So, something you got to know about my family, the Davis family. I don't know about you guys, but this is definitely a problem for us. It's pets. How many guys here have a pet? Anybody here have a pet? All right. We got, who's got a, all right, let's just get a little tally here. Let's get a, who's got a dog? Anybody got a dog? Whoa, Alaska, the dog folk. Who's got a cat? We got cat people in the house. Pastor Dan, you got cat people in the house. Praise Jesus. <laughs> no. Pastor Kirsten, you got cat people in the house has, I don't know, what's another, what's an Alaska animal? Fish. Who has a fish? Anybody have a fish? Who has chickens? Who's got like a cow? Anybody got a cow in the house? Any kids got a stuffed cow? How about a stuffed bear? Any kids got a stuffed bear tonight? All right, that works too. Well, tonight, I want to talk to you guys about my family and pets we are horrible with pets and it's mostly my dad now we're all bad but he's like really bad i think every pet we've ever owned don't attack me i know you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be upset some of you guys i don't don't miss what god has to has to say to you just because i of what i'm about to tell you but i'm pretty sure we have killed every single pet we have ever owned wow. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Or we've had to give it away just because we're like, no, no. We can't handle it. We can't handle it. So one time I had a pet fish. It was a fighting fish. Have you guys ever had a fighting fish? I think that's what they're called. It's the little blue and red. And the, if you put them in the tank, they'll attack each other. So you got to put it by itself. So one time I had this fish. I got it for my birthday. I was like, the, Thanks for the fish my parents got it for me. It was like, okay, right on, but I was like, okay I'm gonna take care of this fish and my my parents gave me this whole speech about responsibility and got to take care of that fish and <laughs> Gotta watch out for it. That's yours now We're gonna trust you to take care of this fish So I don't even remember the, the fish's name It's probably like Fred or something. I, I don't know. I have a thing for basic names. So We got this fish and it was great. It sat there and did nothing in, the, in a fish bowl, and I changed its fish out its bowl out, water and everything. And <laughs> the fish, one day I had it for only like a month or so one day the fish just started not doing anything. Now, what I mean by not doing anything is it doesn't even move. It just sits. It was sitting at the bottom of the tank doing absolutely nothing. I would feed it, put food in the tank. It would just look up at the food like, nah, forget it. Not important. I don't need food. It would just sit there. It did nothing. And this had gone on for a few days. And I'm like, Dad, what's, I don't know what's wrong. I'm doing everything you asked. I changed the water. I did everything. I'm trying to be responsible, take care of this fish that you've trusted me with, Father. So one day, I, I go to school, and my dad, the fish isn't eating the fish food. We tried different fish foods, still wasn't eating it. My dad's like, I got an idea. I've got an idea. I'm going to feed this fish a Cocoa Puff. He feeds my fighting fish Cocoa Puffs. I walk into my house, throw my stuff on the side, walk into my room, dead. Belly up, my dad killed my fish with a Cocoa Puff. (laughs) Dad, you killed my fish. Oh, sorry son. Tried, tried to feed it. It ate it, he said it ate it. It went up and ate the Cocoa Puff. He thought it was great and it died. So moral of the story, don't feed your fish a Cocoa Puff. Now, (laughs) one thing that I wanted to share with this story, and the reason why it's had such a big impact on me is because something that happened with the fish before my dad killed it with a Cocoa Puff. And that is the fish stopped doing anything. It sat still. It began to stop eating food began to stop even swimming. It would just sit at the bottom where all the rocks are and the little castle was and it would just sit there and do nothing. My fish had no purpose. He did nothing. He swam. Not at all. Nothing. He just did, he did nothing. And I was like, Dad, first off, this is the lamest birthday present ever. <laughs> my fish is broken. Dad, my fish is broken. You broke it. Okay? Now, reason i brought this up is because some of us sometimes we're like that fish how many of you guys have ever asked the question what is my purpose what am i doing who am i why am i here why am i in this place where am i supposed to be going i don't understand i feel like i'm stuck i feel like i'm running on a treadmill i feel like this i feel like this i have no purpose god I'm doing nothing. I'm stuck in my dead end job that I've done my whole life, and I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. And you feel like the fish, just sitting there. Food? Uh, who cares? Not important. I've been there. Maybe sometimes you feel like you have no purpose. Maybe sometimes you felt maybe you felt like that in the past. Maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe the devil's going to come to you and speak to you and say, "You're worthless." He likes to do that. I see it in kids. It's amazing. It's amazing that the devil will lie to kids and tell them that they're worthless. And tell them that they're not important and they have no purpose and God doesn't care about them. I got a testimony for you guys. I want to tell you my testimony of what God did in my life. Now, as Pastor Daniel told me, I'm the son of Pastor Chris and Pastor Melissa. And usually what you think about pastor's kids is like, Oh man, they're so on fire for God. Woo! That pastor's kid. Look at him worship. Look at him jump. Look at him serve. Praise God. That was me. I was, that was me. I was full on fire for God. Then I got a little bit older. That was in Sunco. When I was under Pastor Kirsten, praise Jesus. I have a lot of people here who have, just a little side note, I have a lot of people here who have spoken into my life and have encouraged me. Praise God. And a lot of them are in this house right here. So you guys got a good pastor. You guys got, you got good pastors. You got good ministers in here. Praise God. And let's give it up for our pastors and ministers in this house. Amen. Just real quick. I know that's not part of my sermon, but I wanted to honor you guys, Pastor Chris and Pastor Daniel, almost like second fathers to me. Praise Jesus. Now, in my life, in junior high, I started to struggle with living for God. I tried my best. I did, I would tell my parents, Dad, I'm really struggling with this, or with this, or with this, and Pastor Josh was there, and Pastor Kirsten, I was in passport under him back then when it went up to ninth grade and 8th grade, and then one day we moved to Texas, and we started our church there in Texas when I was in the, I was going into the 10th grade, and when we moved to Texas, I hope my parents aren't watching, (laughs) I'd hate to disappoint them but they kind of know when I moved to Texas I kind of fell off the wagon I really wasn't serving God I lost my purpose in life I was like okay I thought I was a Maui boy I lived in Maui born and raised my whole life I don't understand God now we're in Texas I don't get it why am I here why did you move me I don't understand this is awful I have no friends here I don't know anyone. And that really affected my life in high school. I desired acceptance from people. I desired people to accept me. So what I did was when I went to school, I began to... I almost developed two separate versions of myself. I had the version of myself that I put on on Sundays put on on Wednesdays. Here, I'm going to put on it's almost like putting on clothes. I would put on clothes every Sunday and Wednesday and say, this is woo, praise Jesus. He's so good. I I knew all the lingo, the church lingo, everything you're supposed to say. God bless you, brother. I knew exactly what to say. And I served under my parents every Sunday and Wednesday. But I had this second side of me over here In school with my friends, where I began to create a separate identity. And I was not living for Jesus, not even slightly. (laughs) It's kind of, I don't know if you have this, but it's like looking back, going, Oh God, thank you, Jesus, so much for your redeeming power. I lived a life of wanting to be accepted by my friends. So I would do things and say things that would get them to like me more. So they would be like, oh, what about this, what about this? And I'd be like, okay, I'll go do that, okay. Because I was looking for something to fill my heart, something to give me purpose, something. And my purpose became living life for others, people who are not saved. People that I'm still praying for today to be saved. And I would live my life, and what I would do is I would try to fill it with them. I'd try to fill that emptiness with them. Till one day, I had a moment in my life where I hit rock bottom. I didn't know what to do. I left, I ran away from my home. I was so lost. And I was praying, and I listened to worship music. I walked all the way to the church from my house, which is like really far. It took me like seven hours. I turned, my, I turned my airplane mode on so no one could call me. I was so broken. I didn't know what to do. I knew my parents would be ashamed of me, and I didn't want to face them. Wow. And I had truly, truly... Lost my purpose in life. I didn't know what I was doing. Then eventually I called my parents. They were freaking out. They're gonna call the police. Pastor Kirsten was calling me saying, What are you doing? Where are you? He didn't live there at the time, but we talked all the time. And I called my parents, I was so broken. My heart was broken. And I turned to my parents and said, told them everything that had been happening, everything that happened. But praise God, I have parents who didn't kick me out of my house for messing up. They didn't condemn me, to say, get out of my house, pack your stuff. They were very upset, as you can imagine. If you've ever seen my dad upset, he gives you the over the glasses look. He gave me that. He was not happy. God redeemed me that day. God turned my life around. I began to have a life with purpose. When we have a life without purpose, we have a hole and we try to fill it with something else to make us feel purposeful. Sometimes we try to fill it with, like I did, friendships, trying to get people to like us. A popular one right now, one I'm trying to deal with, with even some leaders, is Instagram and Facebook. Gotta get everyone to, if I just get 300 likes, if I just get 300 likes, then my life is complete. What? Sometimes we try to fill our life with relationships. Whew. Whoa. We try to fill our lives with in our, Come make me feel important. Come make me feel important. There's many other things that we try to make ourselves have purpose. But when you do know what you are called to, you begin to have purpose in life. And when we walk in God's calling, the things God have for us become who we are. God. God, guys, God has a plan for you guys today. Now, I've got some things here that I want to share with you guys. Maybe you guys are asking, okay, uh, well, what's my purpose? Tell me, what, how do I get that? How do I get, I want to feel purposeful. I want to feel important. Good. I have something for you right now. Get out your notes. I got five things for you. Every single person needs to write down because it is something that every single one of us is called to. There isn't one person in this room, whether kid or adult, whether you are 90 years old or whether you're 10 years old, that these things do are not for you. Every single one of these things is for every single person in here. Whether you are top dog, Pastor Daniel, you probably already know this, but it's for you. Praise Jesus. Let's go for it. You guys ready? Yeah. Number one, write it down. The things you are called to, every single one of us is called to. Number one is we are called to know God. The first thing we're called to is we are called to know God. John 10, 26 through 27. But you do not believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they know me. Guys, we are his sheep. We're called to know his voice. We're called to know him. Okay? He's the good shepherd. How do we get to know him more? Pray, read your Bible. One thing I challenge my people in is we can all sit in service and read our Bible, but how many guys actually take time out of your schedule to spend time with the Lord? Um, I tell you right now, when you get caught up in things with life, job, it, it's hard. EMP? What time is EMP here?
1: 7
2: a.m.? <laughs> 5, 6. You're telling me i got to wake up at 7 a.m.? To go to prayer. Sometimes it's hard to take time to get to know God. To get time to spend time with Him. Right? But we are called to know Him. We're called to read our word. We're called to spend time in prayer. We are called to know Him. Amen? Amen. Number two. You guys ready? Here we go. Number two. Number two is we are called to live holy. 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Guys, we're called to live for him. We're called to live righteously. We're called to live holy. We're called to live for him. We're not we're not called to evil desires. Tell you that right now. We're called to him. We're called to know him and we're called to live for him. But I'm telling you guys right now, number 2, the second one is impossible without the first one. It's impossible to live holy without knowing Jesus. Tell you right now. He is our strength. He's the one that's going to help us. Okay? Right on sorry I lost my place (laughs) here we go when we are in relationship with God we follow his voice we follow his commands and when we know him his desires become our desires amen all right number three the third thing we're called to what number one what is number one we're called to know God what is number two Called to live holy. Number three, write it down. You guys ready? Yeah. Number three is we are called to the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19. You ready? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Guys, we are called. We are called to seek and save the lost. Not just Pastor Daniel. It's not just his job. It's not just our pastors and ministers, you guys, right. every single one of you, from the youngest kid to the oldest, we're called to seek and save the lost. We're called to see people saved. We're called to make disciples.
1: Right.
2: How many of you guys are in a small group? I heard we're starting, you guys are starting small groups?
0: In, yeah, we start
2: in the fall. In the fall have you signed up for a small group? Are you making yourself a disciple? Be a disciple, make a disciple. Are you making a disciple? Are you being a disciple? Start a small group. We started this thing called the Reach One campaign. And it all it is is find one person that you can sit down and talk to about Jesus. That's really all it is. Pastor Janelle started it. And we've seen people saved because of it. You guys can do that. You don't need a curriculum to tell people about Jesus. Tell someone your testimony. Tell someone what someone's done for you. That's what's going to see people saved. That's what's going to see people come to know Jesus. Amen? If you're scared of that, you're scared of doing that, and you're like, God hasn't made us all the same, okay? Find a place to serve. Find a place to, to be a part of the ministry. Don't just sit in the pew every Sunday. Be a part of what's happening here at the church. There are things you can do. There's children's ministry. There's youth ministry. There's media ministry. Okay, there are things that you can do. Maybe you're, you make a mean cup of joe at the coffee shop. Thanks. Sign up to serve at the coffee shop and see s- encourage people every day. You know what? You're awesome. Enjoy this coffee. Write little notes on the coffee. I don't know. Yeah. Every single one of us is called to do something. Do something. Praise Jesus. All right, we're called to teach others about Jesus. Number four, here we go. So number three is called to the Great Commission. What is number one? Called to know God. Number two? Called to live holy. Number three? Called to the Great Commission. Number four? This is one of my favorites. Pastor Daniel actually brought this up today. This is really great. I love that you preached this because I was going to talk about it tonight. We are called to look good on Judgment Day. We are called to look good on judgment day. You know the parable of the talents? Pastor Daniel talked about it this morning. If you were in the morning service, he took the one, the guy, oh, I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide your talent. I'm going to hide it over here. And when he he came back, he's like, all right, here you go. There was your one. I hit it. I hit it for you. Here it is. God's going to be like, no, I'm taking your one and giving it to the guy with 10. Pastor Daniel talked about it this morning, so it's perfect. I love that. Praise Jesus. We're called to look good on Judgment Day. There's a day coming when we're going to be judged for everything that we did. Every second that we lived. And God's going to say, what did you do? What did you do with the time I gave you? Did you serve? Did you see people saved? Did you given the offering did you use what i gave you to see the kingdom expanded every dollar every uh, second of every day god's gonna judge us for that and that's scary that is super scary but one thing that i loved that you said this morning was that it it shows that every second of our life counts every second of our life counts Not one second is unimportant to God. Praise Jesus. We want to look good on that day. We want to have God say, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Just reflecting on what Pastor Daniel preached on this morning. Praise God. Number five. You guys ready? The final thing that we're called to do. Here we go. Number five is walk in your calling. Now some of you guys might be like, so I'm called... My calling, or does that even mean? Okay, but right um, God has a specific thing in mind for you, Andre. He has a specific thing in mind for you. He has a specific thing in mind for every single one of you guys. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. He has something for every single one of you guys. Something that you only you can do. He's given you something special. He's given you a talent. He's given you something. Some of you guys may know what that is. And praise Jesus if you're walking in it. Praise God. It could be something huge. It could be something that maybe he's called one of you to be the president of the United States. I don't know. I don't know what God's calling is for you. I know what mine is. Mine is children's ministry. He told me in the 12th grade, told me in the 12th grade, Dr. Morocco came to our church in Texas, brought me up to the front. I was crying. I was all over the place. He's like, you've called the children's ministry. Figure out whatever you got to do to do it. (laughs) Basically is what he told me. Praise Jesus. And I've been doing it ever since. I'm trying my best to walk in the calling that God has given me. What is your calling? Maybe you don't know what your calling is. But guess what? God, if you ask him, if you ask God for direction about what he wants you to do and where he wants you to go, you'll be in the right place. God has a plan for every one of you guys. One of you in this room could change this city. It's the truth. One of you in this room could have an idea that changes the state of Alaska. One of you guys right in here. God has a plan for every single one of you guys. You just got to ask him. All you got to do is ask what his plan is. Praise Jesus. So what are the five things? You guys ready? Number one. Here we go. Number one. Called to know God, number two, we live holy. called to live holy, number three, call to the Great Commission, number four, we live the called to look good on judgment day, and number five, walk in your called to walk in your calling. That's all I got tonight, Pastor Daniel. I hope you guys have been encouraged. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: We're going to go ahead and receive an offering for Dylan Davis tonight. Ushers, would you help us out? Glory to God. One of my favorite scriptures. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ushers, would you are coming now? Praise the Lord. going to bless him with the entirety of this offering, amen? What a glorious day it is when you realize that you're not here by accident, what a glorious day it is when you realize that God's got a plan and a purpose for you. Every breath that you breathe, he's got a plan, he's got a purpose, a divine assignment from the Lord. It's a good word. At, should you so desire a few minutes here the service will be completed we'd hope that you'd stick around and join us in the lobby as we as we welcome the Kamoras here to Alaska would you be sure to meet them they'll play a vital role here you'd be sure to make them feel welcome all right pray. Pastor Kirsten, would you pray over the offer? We thank you, God, for Minister Dylan coming all the way to Alaska to minister to our kids all throughout this week, morning and night, there at kids' camp, releasing the word, having fun with kids, encouraging them with the joy of the Holy Ghost, laying his hands on kids, believing God for your power to be released. We thank you, Lord, for the time,
1: even this morning, preaching to our kids at Kids Church this morning. Thank you, Lord, that uh, tonight the encouraging word from Jeremiah. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us purpose. Thank you for Minister Dylan coming. May this offering bless him and bless all those children that he ministers to every week. May there be much fruit
0: come from it in Jesus' name. And there's a scripture that says, "Ushers, go ahead." There's a that's not what the scriptures say. That those that, right behind. Okay. There's a scripture that says. Uh, and I have to go look it up, but you go be a good Berean. It says, and David perceived that he was king. At every level, at every new season, there has to come a fresh revelation a perception of identity. The Lord told me to tell you that I'm bringing you a new season. Things are going to shift for you. I don't know all that that means, but I know that with that comes a new revelation of identity. Even as you shared your message tonight, is more prophetic than you know. There's a there's an opening for you. You've gone through the narrow place. You've you've had gone through the eye of the needle. It is said that there's a place. There was a place in the wall called the eye of the needle. The harder for a rich man to make it into the kingdom of heaven. And the camel to go through the eye of a needle. It is said that the eye of the needle, a place in the wall, is where a camel that was loaded down with goods would have to be unloaded and actually get down on its knees to make it through the eye of the needle, this place in the wall. And through your humility and through your brokenness, the Lord says, I've made a place for you. I've made a place through the, the, the narrow place, through the wall, and you're going to find yourself on the other side of where you are now. Some of the challenges and the, 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 uh, the places that you've been able to overcome are, are springboarding and propelling you into the next season of your life, and, and, and Dylan perceived minister dylan perceived that he was king you're walking into a brand new anointing a brand new mantle a brand new place and as you as you spend time with at the lord i see god giving you um, a fresh set of eyes spiritual eyes to see even demonic structures and things that are holding back the harvest he's opening your eyes he's opening your ears there's a there's a wild-eyed Prophetic revivalist, it stirs within you. If not quite seen that released, like you'd hope. It's coming, says the Lord. And Dylan perceive there's perception coming from heaven that's going to bring you through the eye of the needle, the narrow place, out in a place of rich fulfillment and blessing, prosperity, marriage, all the desires of your heart as you delight yourself in him. Lord, bless him God this night. Bless the Davis family. Bless his mom. Bless his dad. Bless his sister she starts college. Lord, we thank you. That scripture and David perceived it, that the Lord established him as king is 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 12. Thank you, Pastor Vince. So Lord, do it. New revelation of his identity and who he is to put into a new place, a new season Life. Come on, somebody saying hallelujah. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, that's the first step of of walking in your purpose. You gotta get redeemed. You need to get saved. You must be born again. If you've never been born again, if you've never given your heart to Jesus and made him Lord, repented of your sin, you need to do that tonight. Not tomorrow. You're not promised another day. We hope that you. You know, have day after day and live a long, full life, satiated. But no man knows the hour, knows the time, and man has given but one life to live. If you're here under the sound of my voice, every head bowed, every eye closed, people praying you're not right with God. And give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him. Or you just want to be assured of your salvation. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? That's me, Pastor. Daniel. God bless you. God bless you. Leave your hand up. It's all right. God bless you, son. God bless you. I see that hand. Anybody else want to get right with God first time? recommit? God bless you. I see that hand. Would you all stand with us all across this place? Pray this prayer if you raised your hand or, or, or you hadn't. And you're just going to reaffirm your faith. We'll pray all together. Say with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. And come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me, cleanse me, and make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray, fill and touch each and every one for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. If you made a decision to live for the Lord, you give your heart back to Christ. Won't you tell one of my staff or pull me aside to let me know? Won't you? We'd love to celebrate with you. It's important to share that. Do you receive something from the Lord? Good. Before we close, let's go ahead and sing this.
1: Now, I'm pray. now I got purpose. Now I have a destiny. Come on. Up like this, Hallelujah! Whom the sun sets free, whom who the, the sun sets free is free. Oh, oh, there ain't no chains, oh, oh, no Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Yeah, 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 Hallelujah! Whom the sun sets free, whom oh, the sun sets free is free. I still can't hear you, Jesse. The kids, now I gotta break this.
0: your hands together
1: for
0: god wonderful we're gonna go ahead and have a time out there of welcoming the Camoras. minister david would you come siobhan asher would you guys come just right here you'll be sure to make them feel like did anybody anybody remember when you were starting a family and you were that's what you guys are you're young and starting a family like it does anybody remember that Does anybody else remember what it's like? (laughs) Okay, it's like, come on, Jesus, help me out. We're going to make them feel welcomed. They have all kinds of needs and things. They moved into a new apartment. We're able to give them a bed and stuff like that. But we're going to see them blessed and established in this place. And we're a family. They've joined our family. So let's just bless them one more time. Reach your hands towards them. and. And we're going to have some cake and some fellowship outside. And it's a time of meet and greet. So you be sure to greet them, all right? Make sure make sure you overwhelm them with your name and that they'll have to ask you again later because they'll meet so many people tonight. Let's pray. Minister Kimmy, would you come and just pray a blessing over them and, and ask God to meet every need?
1: All right, come on, let's reach your hand. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you so much. That God, you have a plan, Father. You knew the plan for the Kimuras was to bring them here. And we thank you, Father, that you have ordered their steps. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak blessing over them in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, that you would establish their house here in Alaska. That, God, you would provide all of their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God, I pray right now every worry would fall to the floor everything, oh Lord God, every problem Lord Jesus would dissolve in the name of the Lord. Father, we just pray right now over their ministry and while they are here, God, that Father, you would set their hands to the plow, that Father, as they push it together, they would break new ground here in Alaska. Father God, I just see right now, Father, both of them, Lord, they have their hands to the plow. Father God, they're going to go to a a, a new field and they're going to plow through rocks. They're going to plow through Hard places, you have given them the anointing. You have given them the strategy already. You have given them the passion, and Father, right now we pray that they would walk in their calling in the mighty name of Jesus. That God, you have brought them here for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you're,
0: put your hands together, Amen. We'll close. Here in a blessing, if you're able to, if you're able to bless them, you know, give them. A, it's what we call a Pentecostal handshake. If you're able to bless them monetarily, that'd really be amazing. If you're able to, if not, don't worry about it. It's okay. God will provide for them. But come on, we want to bless them tonight. Lord, thank you for what you've done. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your counsel and your wisdom towards us. Shine upon us, Lord, and release your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.